This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. In this podcast, we'll talk about how the doshas, hatha, pitta, and vata, are seen throughout the seasons of the year. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, well, Mm -hmm. this is Mary Thompson here with my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are going to talk about I, your what now? And Jerry, I know you had listened to last week's podcast, and Mm -hmm. what were we talking about last time? Well, we were talking about the doshas and how they affect the uh, um, different times of day and, and, or at least how, what what your response is in relationship to doshas. And the real impact I got out of it was how doshas are just so global in describing people, describing days, describing the earth, describing how things go. It's sort of a whole lens that you look at things through and and changing your uh, thinking as to how you interpret what's going on around you. But basically uh, uh, what we focused on last week or last session was the... uh, um, Looking at the uh, the, the three uh, doshas and the, the kapha was getting up in the morning and you're sort of got a foundation and a strength and you're getting routines going and, and things. And the uh, petta is the uh, um, where you get things done and you're working and you're very active and going forward. And then you get into the uh, after the work's done, the vata, you're sort of free-flowing, sort of enjoying life and taking it easy. And then you wrap things up with another kapha, getting settled before you go to sleep. And uh, uh, so that, I think that's basically what we were going over and, and reflecting on the different doshas as the day flows. Yeah, that was such a great summary. That really, oh, really you. was. And I, I just thought of how ideal it would be if our days could always flow like that. Yeah. Like if we yeah. could always have the time to do the foundational things in the morning and do our self-care, and eat a good breakfast and get ready, you know, kind of look forward to the day. And we come from a really strong foundation. And then if yeah. our work could be our work and didn't carry on later on in the evening and we didn't, <laughs> we're doing it all the time. Um, yeah. And then we could take some time for relaxation in the afternoon or being creative, maybe doing another walk. It's so often, don't you find that our life kind of runs away with us and it's, we yeah. just don't get a chance. Uh-huh, yeah. and, and trying to keep it in balance is the challenge. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that it, it, there's often so many pressures, especially in modern life. I, I think of this one thing I heard that, you know, at first it seems like it's uh, great to be able to work from home. But eventually you realize that you're just living at work. And, and so, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. And it never right. goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's trying to get that balance and to keep things in, in uh, so where you have control over uh, your life can sometimes mm-hmm. be a challenge. Yeah. And I remember one time I was talking to a woman who was trying to re- figure out what was self care and what was selfish. You know, was oh. it. Mm. Was it selfish for her to take care of herself? But so she was asking the question, is it self-care? Is it selfish? And I think so often like that idea, I'm thinking of it working from home is we feel guilty if we're not doing the the work, you know? So I get up and, oh, I should check my email first thing or or I should be doing this, this work thing since that's a part of my um, obligation. 
Mm-hmm. And I think self-care is where we just put ourselves at the top of the priority list and say, okay, the first, the most important thing for me to do is to have that foundation in the morning is to allow myself that, that time to take care of myself before I jump into work. And I think so often we don't, you know, we put ourselves lower on the priority list. Other people end up ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. If I was to talk to her, I'd say that if you're taking care of yourself, it'll help you to be able to take care of others. Mm-hmm. And, and so everybody benefits. Right. Right. I saw a bumper sticker one time that said, you can't fill others from an empty cup. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so if I want to take care of you, I got to take care of me first, or you're not going to get much out of me. I'm going to yeah. be tired. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, another word you used was global, like how global the doshas are, because they apply to everything. And it really is a lens through which I see the world and a lot of people will see the world and it just becomes a second nature to look at things and say, Oh, that's got a lot of Kapha qualities to it or a lot of Pitta qualities to it Mm -hmm. and have an understanding from that. And the beauty of that is then I think, Oh, this has a lot of Kapha qualities to it. How could I balance that? How do I balance Kapha or if it has, and I to do balance Kapha, I need to move. Mm -hmm. I've got to get things moving. And then if it has a lot of pitta qualities to it. How could I balance that? Oh, I need to cool that down. I could cool it down physically or mentally. And if a lot of vata qualities to it, it's real dry and light. And so I think of, oh, how could I moisten that? How could I slow it down? Because vata, of course, moves really quickly. So as I look at the times of day, I might say, what could I do for the kapha time of day to balance it? Hmm, I bring some movement in. Or what can I balance that pitta time of day? Oh, I bring some things that are going to cool me down. Or I look at the vata time of day and I bring some things that are going to slow me down, let me focus and, and that. And where you said the doshas are global, there's another aspect of time. And that's where we're going to focus today is talking like a time of the year. Okay. There's a kapha type, a pitta type, and a vata type time of year. Mm-hmm. And as uh, I mentioned last time, we always talk about them in their movement from kapha foundation to pitta productivity or work, and then into vata kind of the decay, (laughs) breaking things Mm -hmm. down, um, kind of getting a little bit more expansive. Mm. So with the time of year, we look at the beginning of the year would probably be from the Ayurvedic model is going to be in the springtime. And And the springtime has a lot of kapha dosha. It's the foundation for the coming year. And I Mm -hmm. like to think of this, um, in terms of fruit trees. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the foundation for the year is in the springtime, we start to see the buds, we start to see the flowers, and that's going to be the foundation for the fruit. It's like if mm-hmm. they get pollinated, then you get fruit. If they don't get pollinated, then you don't get fruit. So it's as this year comes along, as springtime comes along, as we get the, the melting of the snow and the moistening of the soil, mm-hmm. we see a lot of those qualities of earth and water that there's a lot of moistness, a lot of mud. Okay, yeah, that earth and water. And also this kind of relates to uh, uh, what we talked about last week is when you're just waking up, Mm -hmm. things are just coming alive. They're uh, uh, from their dormant sleep of the winter. They're coming uh, and awakening and and starting to get centered and and what they're uh, progressing to. Yeah. And then we can look at that if we've got a good, strong foundation. If we take care during that season, then we get a lot of get a lot of productivity. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes I think of how does this impact us, like having this season of the year being kapha time, and we see things like uh, disease conditions that might be related to kapha dosha, things like allergies that come up in the spring that have a lot of mucusy congestion, mm-hmm. colds might come up. If uh, again with a lot of mucusy congestion, this is the time of year where we might see more kapha type imbalances. Mm-hmm. And you might mm-hmm. see, you wouldn't see them as frequently in other seasons. With um, the trees, going back to my, my tree thing here, we get the beginning of the fruit. And so this is a time period where if the tree is taken care of, then we end up with good productivity in the summertime. And if the tree is mm-hmm. neglected, you may not see that same level of production. Um, something else I think of spring fever. You know, mm-hmm. And spring fever is not so much a fever as it is a lethargy where I don't want to do anything. And that's kind of kapha dosha, where I just want to be more mm-hmm. complacent. Mm. So we can see how kapha it shows up in the springtime in a number of different ways. More of the slow, slowness, sluggishness, but also, like you said, that awakening, that beginning stage where things are really coming alive. And what we can do during that season of the year to pacify kapha dosha is to keep moving. You know, we're coming out of our own dormancy of the winter where we might have been more sedentary, kind of more Mm -hmm. indoors because it's colder and wetter outside. And now we're ready to get out there as the sun's showing up more. And, you know, I think of, you know, after that first frost, okay, now we get to plant, Mm -hmm. we get to go into the garden. We can, Mm -hmm. oh, no, no, you're a gardener. This is a time. (laughs) I'm into it. So this is the time of year when you probably do a lot of foundational work in your garden. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that if you've got to get out there and move around a bit and figure out what am I going to do here? The winter, uh-huh. it's nothing can really grow, but in the springtime, you're starting it. You're getting, yes. getting started with that. Mm-hmm. So we can look to another thing with seasonal shifts that happen with Ayurveda is we like to eat seasonal foods. So you think of what foods are around in, in the spring season, they're going to be primarily foods that offset kapha dosha. And mm-hmm. so a lot of greens, a lot yeah. of greens and fresh fruits, not fresh fruits, the fruits aren't in yet, but yeah. greens and shoots and things like that. Just increasing mm-hmm. their quantity on your plate is really great during the springtime. Yeah, the salads and things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then we get a shift and now heat's coming up. The heat's getting, the sun's getting hotter. Well, the sun's not getting any hotter. We're just getting closer in alignment sure. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the days are getting warmer. And we move into pitta time. Okay. And this so, summer. yes. Mm-hmm. So springtime is more kapha season mm-hmm. and summertime more pitta. Oh, yeah. And, and now we start to see fruit. We start to see the productivity that's happened with the, the trees, the, the good work you did, or with your vegetables and your, yeah, sure. that you're growing in your garden, mm-hmm. that all that good work you did in the springtime now brings you to good productivity in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also hotter out. We also always associate heat with pitta dosha. Okay. Um, for people who have more pitta nature, this may be a tough season for you because you're mm-hmm. no longer getting um, the colds and the allergies and things you got in the springtime. Now you're getting more heated conditions and maybe overheating a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. getting reddened skin conditions or burns and things like that because we have so much heat around us and so much heat inside us that we end up just really yeah. erupting. Okay. So inflammatory conditions, um, kind of psychological conditions come a lot in the 
summertime, like road rage conditions and things like oh, that. Okay. Okay. And they're going to be where people's tempers are shorts because it's so hot. So, so just a lot more energy and uh, um, you might find that it's having a hard time um, processing it. Right. Because there's, I think everything's just uh, more annoying. What I thought was really funny is yeah. in working in child cares, I would find, I'd see a distinct difference in the way adults and children dealt with summertime. Mm-hmm. And I always felt it was really hard because I'd had, I worked with school age kids in childcare yeah. and you'd see the summertime was a great time for the kids. They had all yeah. this energy and mm-hmm. things. They wanted to get everything done. And the adults were kind of overheated and testy and <laughs> very yeah. short tempered. Huh. Um, I didn't really want to do a lot of movement because that was going to make them even hotter. So it was, it was really interesting when I learned Ayurveda to look at that aspect of my year through that mm-hmm. lens and see how different yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing with Pitta Dosha, it's all about productivity and getting things done. And that's why we see this as a real great season for uh, the fruits, the fruits and yeah. the vegetables that mm-hmm. are being produced. Uh, we see the appetite. This I find very interesting is that your appetite isn't as strong, but if you're, in, if you're taking in those seasonal foods, you're getting a lot of food that's got ready nutrition. Like you eat a peach and you're just getting that nutrition so quickly. You don't need to cook it or process it. And a lot of our vegetables are the same way that we probably do cook and process them, but you could, you could take a zucchini right out of the garden, take a bite out sure, of it sure, and you're going to digest and, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the pitta time of year, we want to, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying string beans and peas. You can eat those right off the plant. I, mm-hmm. I know I grow uh, um, cherry tomatoes and they never leave the garden. I, I'm just <laughs> eating them while I'm in the garden. Nature's candy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I tell the grandkids it, it, it's garden candy <laughs> and they love it too. They, they generally yeah. clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. during, during that time, we've got all of this food that's so, the nutrition's so accessible that we yeah. can just get it. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the downside of this time of year is how hot it is. And so we have to make mm-hmm. sure we stay cool enough. Yeah. So if I tie it back in with our times of the day, it means in the morning and the summer, we do things that are going to cool the system down. So we, mm-hmm. so we bring coolness into the middle of the day, middle mm-hmm. of the day, we make sure we're drinking plenty of water and doing things to cool down. And then in the evening, we're recovering our coolness if we got overheated. So it's, it's kind of, you could look at how do I use that times of the day? What can I do throughout the day to mm-hmm. offset the overall intensity of the season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's, of course, comes fall and winter. And now this mm-hmm. is going to go into that dormancy phase. Mm-hmm. And we think of, you know, Vata Dosha is going to come up at this time. We could see it in the climate or in the weather where it might be windier. We see a lot of movement. The leaves are now falling off the trees. All mm-hmm. that work they went to put the, tr- the leaves on the tree in the springtime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's now they're going to take that energy and bring it back inside. It's like yeah. everything gets drier, lighter, more brittle. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of vata around us. And there's that cold that comes up. Now the heat's going to dissipate and I'm left with kind of a dry cold. In the springtime, I had a coolness, but it was like a wet coolness. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like these are opposite qualities. We start, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start to move into kind of a decay. We're not being productive yeah. anymore. Um, and I think I've been talking about foods a little bit, like those greens were really prevalent in the springtime. 
summertime, oh, plenty of fruits and vegetables where you are because your growing season is then. And as we move from fall into winter, we depend on those foods that are really nutrient dense that hold their nutrition. So like, this is why in your garden, you might grow pumpkins or squash, the yeah, winter squash, right. mm -hmm. um, grains and beans that can be stored. Cause if we, you know, if we think about the fact of how long humans lived before we did, yeah. You know, there's a need to have nutrition you could have during those cold winter months that you can right. store it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I, I know mm -hmm. I, I grow the uh, butternut squash and the spaghetti squash and stuff. And it, I just leave it uh, out in the, um, on a table in the yard mm -hmm. and, and it lasts well and it, it tastes as good uh, um, three months or six months out. And I, I think also one thing that maybe goes with that is that when you prepare it, got to cook it for an extended time so it gets your kitchen warm and, and things i imagine in uh early times that would be a uh, a bonus of uh, keeping your your home warm while you're cooking the squash and things and eating it i never the, thought of that mm -hmm. i love it yeah <laughs> but yeah so that is the this is the food like these nutrient dense foods they kind of hold on to their stuff you got to soak the beans before you cook the beans and yeah, you got to cook yeah. them a long time to get the value mm -hmm. from them otherwise you're it's just going to all go through so quickly so we naturally when we eat with the seasons we're going to reach for the food that's going to balance the dosha mm -hmm. at that time because if we think about having the those nutrient dense foods, the grains, the beans, the winter squashes and things like that. When I eat those, when I'm consuming them, I have to heat them up a lot to mm -hmm. eat them. And then they're going to, my digestion, my metabolism is going to be continuing to the digestive process. And I'm going to raise heat inside mm -hmm. the body mm -hmm. as well. So I can end up with warming me twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But, um, so as we look kind of at this flow through the seasons from kapha season in the springtime to pitta season in the summertime, vata comes in in the fall and kind of the earliest part of the winter or early winter there, that with the vata time, I want to make sure I stay warm enough. I want to, I begin to slow down. I don't want to be going a dozen different directions. I want to kind of go within. Mm -hmm. because that's what, you know, as the, if I align myself with the light, you know, the light of the sun, there's fewer hours of daylight. So mm -hmm. more of that time is going to be spent um, in the, you know, in ancient times, you know, fixing the farm, the implements, think, you know, getting ready for the spring. Right. Right. So it's um, as that flow happens, I have two questions to ask about mm -hmm. this as things move through the time of the year is how can I use this time, use the dosha to really maximize what's going okay. on? Mm -hmm. And that would be in the springtime. I look at the foundation. What am I start? How am I starting my year? Mm -hmm. I think with spring cleaning here is a really good example of that. that oh, I get yeah. rid of all okay. this stuff mm -hmm. that doesn't serve anymore. Mm. And then in summertime, how do I really make use of this productive time? Well, I get, I can get some work done. I can get, I can focus. I can um, make plans. I can, and if I'm looking at my garden, I'm looking at my food, I can really work with what's happening, what's coming up. I can eat yeah. those foods and I can get that work done. Mm -hmm. In the Vata time in the winter, like I had said this a couple of times, it's more about you're, you're pulling your energy back in. And so you're letting go again. You're letting go of 
of the things that aren't serving or the things that are no longer useful, but you're learning the lesson of it or, or taking it in. So it's like sure. using that season to kind of go inside. Yeah. Um, the other thing is how can I balance this energy of the season? Cause if I have, let me back up and say, we all have kapha dosha, some degree of kapha dosha. Mm-hmm. So we could all be thrown out of balance by springtime. We yeah. could all become too sluggish, too, too lethargic. Mm. So keeping movement going, maybe even yeah. increasing movement in that time. And in Pitta, we could all become overheated. So taking that time during Kapha to cool down the mind and the body. And, and that must be a challenge too. I mean, because it's so hot, right? Right. In the summer. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so making sure that you, you aren't getting overheated or over exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when we're eating, I, it's, I had an experience that really struck me. Um, and I may have mentioned it before. I hope not. But if I did, you'll hear my little story again. <laughs> I used to do a cooking class and okay. I started the cooking class in November and it would be each seasonal, like seasonal dishes using sure. seasonally available foods and, and seasonal spicing. And mm-hmm. I started the classes in November. And so I used all those, the spices for vata, which were all warm. They were all kind mm-hmm. of, I was using heavier foods like the nutri- the winter squash and grains and things. Mm-hmm. And I was using spices that you're probably familiar with, like cinnamon and ginger and sure. um, peppers and things like this, because they were warm and vata's cold. Mm-hmm. So then springtime came and I kind of shifted to lighter foods because kapha is heavy. So I shifted to lighter foods, but I was using the same spices. I was mm. still using warming spices. Mm. And so then May came and I'd gone out and I bought all my seasonal vegetables and, and fruits and things like that. And I came in to cook and I opened my cupboard and I, I looked at my spices and I went, I can't use any of these. These are all too hot. Mm. And mm-hmm. I had to physically like get a chair, get on the stove and move these spices off to the side and bring the mm-hmm. spices in the back to the front. And it was a big aha moment for me. It was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is what I mean when I say dining season. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so uh, see now, this is a new uh, um, thing that I have to understand: is which spices are hot and which spices are cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I, a- I, I, I guess it's how it affects your mouth, or uh, what mm-hmm. would be a cooling spice. Well, some of the cooling spices: fennel is a cooling spice, okay. coriander. Um, cumin's mildly warming. It's, it's a little bit, it's not quite so, mm. quite so sharp. Clove is considered a cooling spice. It's okay. a really short list. So, so clove spices. is a cooling spice with, uh, uh, but cinnamon's a hot spice. Yes. Right. Cause I, of course cinnamon's like, uh, uh, has a hot, uh, uh, sense to it, but yeah. Okay. So, um, a lot of the heating spices actually do something that they call it's a circulatory stimulant. It'll raise mm-hmm. your heart rate, which will mm. get blood to the cells faster, which will increase your metabolism, which will make you warmer. Okay. So it's like, and we rarely, we rarely think in the, in the West, we rarely think of the impact of food beyond what it's going to mm-hmm. taste like and how it's going to digest. Now. Okay. So I, I, I'm thinking of in Latin American countries, for the most part, they use a lot of uh, uh, cayenne pepper and uh, uh-huh. red peppers and things. And I had heard this rationale once that, well, when you eat these, you sweat. And when you sweat, it cools you off. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of, yeah, I, it, it would that, it, it, I mean, if, yeah. it, you wouldn't consider it a cooling spice. It certainly is a heating spice, but they'll have that right. to smelt them to cool off. I, I, I don't know yeah. if that's in any rationale to that or if it's uh no you're actually you're 100 correct you are 100 oh. correct when we eat hot food it's really funny like when we eat hot food in order for the body to digest it it has to actually drop the core body temperature Sp- spicy hot yeah 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 and so it's mm-hmm. and and well like the spicy hot it's gonna initially it's gonna raise your body temperature because it brings it's like bringing a little heat bomb into the belly okay raise the heat then you start sweating and then you cool off so it's I always say it's a short-term increase in heat and a long-term reduction in heat. Okay. So I'm hot while I'm eating it, but very shortly after that, I sweat and I cool mm-hmm. off and I stay cooler yeah. for a while. Yeah. Okay. And it's just, it's just different. It's a different way of looking at foods. We can also think in many of those countries, the foods they're eating are those nutrient dense foods, the beans mm-hmm. and the rice and corn and things that you're going to have to increase the heat in order to digest the food yeah so that could I, be a I, part I, of it too yeah in, in relationship to that i've heard the idea is the closer you get to the equator the hotter the local foods are and and, and, and inverse yeah you don't think of uh, uh, uh swedish meatballs i guess as being very spicy right uh, uh, but yeah 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 so, that you might yeah. and during the summertime if we are eating a lot of the seasonally available foods and we're not cooking them too much we don't mm-hmm. need a lot of spicing to digest them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think of having a dish of zucchini and having some chili peppers on it, you know, it just mm-hmm. would be like, yeah. huh, I wanted to go milder with that because yeah. I don't, because you don't need it. Whereas in the fall, winter and springtime, you might need more of the heat to digest the food. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then in the summertime, I'm sorry, I was going into wintertime in the wintertime, then how can I balance this with foods? I've got those nutritionally dense foods I got to cook them. I got to spice them. I got to have some way that I can, that I can support my body to digest them. And here's where it gets kind of like um, a little bit weird here. I was taking the cayenne earlier to make me sweat. Mm -hmm. And now I'm taking it to help warm me up, Mm. but that's because I'm taking it on those foods that are slower to digest. So I'll get more heat over time. Mm. Okay. So kind of hearkening back to what you said at the beginning, the time of year matches the time of day. We kind of go mm-hmm. from the kapha to the pitta to the vata. And it's a global way of looking at things, mm-hmm. of saying, oh, this impacts not just how I am, but how everything is. And then it changes. Like there's mm-hmm. an ebb and flow to it from the kapha to the pitta to the vata. And I can begin to make choices. Oh, one point I was going to make earlier was like, we tend to eat the same foods we like all year long. Mm-hmm. Ayurveda would say, you know, that you want to dine more seasonally. Yeah. Just because I can have a strawberry in January, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I should. All right. I remember saying that about my son and watermelon. He always wants, he goes in the store and it's February and he sees there's a watermelon in the produce department. He says, I want to get the watermelon. I'm like, now nah, you can have a watermelon in June. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but the other yeah. thing is if you buy that watermelon in February, it never tastes as good. It doesn't no. have that same flavor that you're going yeah. to get when it's actually ripened. Well, it's been sitting on a ship for a month and a half to get from Chile. That's right. <laughs> that's right. right. Pick green, stay green. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's it. I think that's all I want to say about the seasons. Any questions or anything you want to add or comment on? 
Uh, just that same idea that I, I, I'm getting a, a better understanding of the doshas in that they're just everywhere and everything. And it's just a different way of thinking or uh, uh, interpreting what's going on uh, within you and around you. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I, and this seems to be, I guess, one of the main tenets or the main tenet of uh, um, Ayurvedic uh, medicine or Ayurvedic uh, uh, thinking. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, so. it's very accurate because it mm-hmm. kind of is a throwback. And it's one of the reasons why I, I, we did so much. I mean, we're already on like episode 16. Did so much yeah. in this groundwork because when we start to talk about the doshas, then I'll say, oh, well, during the winter time, you're going to do this and the spring, you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to say, ah, that makes sense because of this. And it, <laughs> okay. it's all just yeah. tying things together. Well, good, good. And I, I'm glad to get all the foundation before uh, um, getting into, it, it helps me to better understand the concepts mm-hmm. of the doshas by getting the background uh, uh, and the foundation uh, prior good. to it. So, so good. So I, 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 I'm, I really am getting to a better understanding and I'm going to start trying to think in the lines of, along the lines of doshas as my uh, day and weeks and months and what goes on around me. Oh, fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay. and just be careful because sometimes it annoys the people around us. But it's, yeah, it's- <laughs> I'll probably keep it to myself for the most part, unless somebody's really interested. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Jerry, it's great yeah. to talk to you today. Yeah, and I'll look forward to next too. time. Okay. Okay. So this is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com/slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.